All right, bradcooney.com would like to welcome in once again back to the show, Miss Susan Olson. Of course, if you are a Brady Bunch fan, you know her as Cindy Brady. Susan, thanks. Thanks a lot for coming in. How are you? No problem. Good, thank you. Look, you know, last time I talked to you, um, I believe it wasn't too far after Florence Henderson passed away. Um, and then we had a, 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 a historical presidential run, so I wanted to get you back on the program. Touch base, mostly want to talk politics, and cool. we'll touch base a little bit on, on Brady Bunch stuff, but mostly politics tonight. Um, okay. Definitely interested in your thoughts, because a lot, a lot has gone on since last time I've talked to you. Um, and so, you know what, I want to just go back in time just a little bit, back to 2016, where we both saw Donald Trump pull off one of the greatest, if not the greatest, presidential election win in, in U.S. history. Um, tell tell the listeners the most unexpected. Uh, for sure. I mean, there's no question. So tell tell the listeners why do you think he won? How did how did he pull this off? Um, because in spite of what we see on the media, um, you know what we're told is happening. There are a lot of people in between the coasts, you know, the majority of the people in this country, um, I think, are sick and tired of common sense not not counting. Mm -hmm. And they wanted somebody who spoke common sense, who wasn't a politician, and, um, and somebody who wasn't afraid to say, there are things that we're doing now that are terrible for this country and and the plans to continue these things are going to ruin this country we need to put america first and americans first and you know forget about political correctness <laughs> yeah and um, unfortunately the other side that you know lives on political correctness um has just you know it, it, is political correctness on steroids and hysteria and um, that surprised me that didn't get any better hmm. um, and I I've actually you know I've gotten off Facebook I barely ever go on um, just because it's all so crazy it really is yeah, and, and everybody, I mean, people are just, you know, the, the people that, that claim that they're against fascism are the fascists. Absolutely, look at Berkeley College. Hmm? Look at Berkeley College, I mean, look, look at how they exactly. act. Exactly. Yeah. It's, I mean, that's just, that's just crazy. That was the birthplace, you know, right. kind of. Uh, or at least of the free speech movement, mm -hmm. and um, and this is—it's so sad because uh, you know I always always thought, well, if you're left or right, it's a, it's a difference of opinion, and we're really all a lot more alike than we think, you know, if we just really talk to each other. But we have a new breed of regressive left mm -hmm. that you can't talk to. And it's scary to me because, um, you know, maybe, maybe I read too much into things, but um, I, I, I like to pride myself on having a fairly um, 
realistic view of history. And I see the kind of attitudes that were present in um, the situation like the French Revolution, mm. where the people were hysterical and insane, and the people that were being applauded one week were on the guillotine the next week. Yeah. And when people, when, you know, human, the human beast is, um, you know, I'm a big animal lover, and <laughs> um, <laughs> a lot of times I prefer animals because humans are just too wacky. <laughs> <laughs> I, tell, I tell people all the time that I like dogs more than I like most people. Well, you know, when you think about it, dogs are, are, are far better. They are. I mean, you know, They're like unconditional love. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, they're far more forgiving and mm -hmm. they're more loving. Yeah. Um, you know, they don't smell quite as well. <laughs> yeah, so it depends on what you're doing. But they're, they're, <laughs> I always say they're angels with stinky breath. Right. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. So, <laughs> so like, so, so like, literally within minutes of President Trump's inauguration, the media primarily. MSNBC, CBS, ABC, NBC, and CNN, um, they started this relentless attack yeah. on Trump, and it has not stopped. It has not, and it's, and, it's, and it's jumped from news cycle to news cycle, from, you know, from the, all the mistresses, mistresses that were coming forward accusing him of sexual assault, and then they all disappeared, and then it moved to the Russia, 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 Russia thing. Um, and it just does not stop. What are your thoughts on that? Well, in the first place, it, it's scary to me, again, you know, because I think of things like, you know, the French Revolution. I think of how hysterical people can become and how violent and cruel they can be. And, and it shows you that... Um, it's kind of like we always knew that somebody could be accused of something in the media and then when they're exonerated the media doesn't really report that so you know they, this, this thing follows the people wherever they go and you know people believe what the media have told them I heard Ellen DeGeneres just a few days ago and I like Ellen I, you know, yeah, me too. I don't know her but um, I've always wanted to because I, I really like her. And she's saying just point blank what a hard time she has with Trump because he's dangerous for her as, um, as a gay woman. And it's like, where did this come from? It came from the media. Mm. And people don't even realize that they've, that they've been hoodwinked because... Trump is actually the first Republican ever, as as far as I know, to come out and say to the LGBTQ community, I'm on your side. Mm -hmm. And uh, as far as I know, he has never said anything otherwise. His policies haven't been otherwise. And how how is it better... To, to have a woman, being Hillary Clinton, who was going to bring in droves and droves of people from an ideology that believes that gay people be, should be killed. <laughs> the, the hypocrisy is amazing. We, I, we could write a book on just on the, on the hypocrisy of all this. 
Yeah, I mean, here are these people getting their panties in a twist over statues of Confederates. And where was this, but, and where was all that? Where was all that? Um, you know, all that, all that um, protesting against the statues when Obama was president for eight years. Why didn't we hear nothing about it then? Now the media is saying that Trump is a product of white supremacy. And you know, it, it was all these racists that voted for him. Exactly. And, you know, if you supported Trump, then you have to be a racist. And, of course, the word racist has lost its meaning. And the people that are using it don't even understand it. And um, you know, I, can, I can accept... Somebody on the left who may, you know, who, who may even go so far as to say, hey, you know, communism really would work if we did it the right way, which to me is the epitome of the leftist insanity. Mm -hmm. um, but, but they can phrase things, you know, they can have legitimate gripes about Trump, and there are plenty of them. I have them too. Yeah, me too. I, I do too. But when I, when I get this crap, I mean, just knuckle-dragging, slack-jawed stupidity like he's Hitler. And get, that and is so offensive. And, and then the, the whole racist thing, he's called a racist by so many people. And every time I come across somebody, whether it's in person or on Facebook, that says he's a racist, I go through the same list of questions. I always ask, can you provide just one, just provide me one yeah. example of where Donald Trump partook in racist activity and I always get deflections there's never an answer it's always very ambiguous well, well he didn't deny David Duke enough I mean I, I personally watched him on TV disavow David Duke like ten times ten times at least I see him do it yeah I don't well, understand he didn't it. do it enough yeah that's what their, their argument is he but, didn't I mean, really mean it it's unbelievable it's and, 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 and so childish. And, and, and if you're going to call somebody a racist, at least have some examples of, you know, and, and, and so it's such a dangerous charge. You really need to be specific. Give me specific examples of where Donald Trump partook in racist activity. Nobody can do it. He's, he's employed minorities for decades, giving yeah. people jobs. Minorities. But we'll try. Because in their little minds, um, being against illegal immigration is racist, but illegal is not a race. And, it, you know, it's not just being against Hispanic people, it's anybody that comes here illegally. And, yeah. you know, I like to say to these same people who are just wringing their hands about how sad it is and terrible, come on, D. I mean, this, this is an old argument. But it's, it's so accurate. Do you lock your doors at night? Exactly. And if you walk into your house and you see that somebody has broken in, well, if they're of color and you're white, you darn well better not call the police because you're a bigot. It's unbelievable. Yeah, and, and then the worst thing to me, and of course, I think Keith Ellison is just a snake in the grass. Oh, he's also... He proven to be tied with radical Muslim. Uh, Absolutely, uh, and the very fact that he took his oath 
Although I know it's just a ceremony. Yep. He took the oath on the Quran. Okay, yeah, this makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. You're going to swear to serve your country on a book that promises to overthrow the government. And, he's a, and, he's, a, and he's a deputy chief of the Democratic Party. Yeah. He's number Which two in command. you know where the Dems are coming from. I know, it's so scary. That's and, and I never, you know, I always say, okay, well, it's just, you know, a difference of opinion. Today... As far as I'm concerned, and this is why I don't go on Facebook, because it really, it, it really upsets me. And, you know, some of the people are, are my friends that I see spewing this idiocy. And they don't, re- I don't think they realize they are on the road to destroying this country. And, you know, it, it's... As, as far as I can see, they, they don't want liberty. They don't want the very things that the country was founded on. Okay, fine. Go to Europe because that's working out real great for them. Yeah, that place is unbelievable um, now. You know, this is one place where it wasn't created to be like that. It was created uh, so to, to protect the smallest minority on the planet, the individual. And, of course, you know, it's all about collective you know, group think and collectivism with them. And they don't even realize how suicidal their attitudes are. But for Keith Ellison to compare the dreamers to the Jews in the Holocaust, <laughs> that should have angered every Jew, and they should have been out protesting. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's you know, so offensive. The other thing is that this whole uh, this is another this is another real doozy the media did. I like your word hoodwinked. The, the, <laughs> the media hoodwinked a lot of people with this whole Muslim ban thing. This this is unbelievable. So so the media paints the picture for the sheeple. I call them the sheeple. All to buy into this notion that Donald Trump's banning all Muslims from entering America. Yeah. The, the very fact that Indonesia. Indonesia has the most Muslim population on the planet. It's yep. the number one most populated Muslim population in, 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 on the earth. And they're not on the list. They're not on the ban list. Um, so yeah. there you go. That, that's, that shoots and down the that whole Muslim list ban was thing. created by Obama. That's true. A lot of the country is exactly right. Where? You're right. That's a fact. And, and, the, and the reason behind it was not so much... Um, Islam as it was that these are countries where they can't vet right. the people. They don't have the records to do so. Well, because they're in civil war with one another. Like, you got Syria, yeah. Libya, Yemen. These are all countries where they don't have functioning governments. Um, they're at civil war. Even the record buildings are blown apart. There's, like, rubble. Yes. There's no way to, right. like you said, there's no way to vet these people. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, you know, frankly, if it was about not wanting the ideology, I'd be all for that, too, because what people don't realize is that there is, that, you know, I don't know how it can happen. Um, I, I doubt that it would, but we really have, we can't keep putting Islam in the category of religion because it's so much more than that. And it's a political ideology, and there's the political aspects of it, which, thank God, most Muslims are pretty, you know, most of the Muslims that you're going to meet don't know about that. Well, there's, know, also, they, there's also something called Sharia law right. that comes along with that, and a lot of people don't realize that Sharia law is a governing doctrine, and that's something that is 
it's by law has to go into place under and so these knuckleheads that are out there especially some of the feminists and some of the you know they have no clue what life would be if they had to live under Sharia law um, I, I just wish people would research a little bit about this stuff right After, yeah and you know it's out there it, it's available you know I mean that's what made me political unfortunately is that I began to study Islam yeah and um, you know everything's right there in the Quran and Hadith the Hadith are probably more important to yeah. to look into but um, it wasn't so much you know okay it's another crazy religion um, but you know, it wasn't so much Islam that, that got me going. It was once I knew the truth about that, I looked around and started seeing all these people lying. Lying about it. So, yep. like I said earlier, you know, here here we go. Here's, you know, we're going to get going to get all riled up over um, a statue of a confederate, but you're going to completely ignore an ideology that is continuing the slave trade and capturing slaves as we speak. Yep. They get a free pass. Um, you know, oh, well, you know, the Christians don't believe in gay marriage. No, but the, but the Islamists believe in throwing gay people off of buildings. But They do it they, every you know, day. And, and, and they don't look at this. I mean, the, the sheer lack of lo logic is staggering. But again, the only explanation for it is the fact that they have been hoodwinked or horn-swoggled or just plain brainwashed. Susan, I don't know, I don't know you how you do it. You have to look at who's doing the brainwashing. How do you do it? How do you live out in Hollywood? And, and how do you coexist out there, man? I, how do you do it? It's got to be a challenge. Um, you know, I, I, I like artists for their art. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, see, I don't really... It's not really up to me to coexist. I don't have a problem with them as much as they have a problem with me. Right, but the coexisting has to go... You know, it, it works. It's it's, it's open ended. It's, there's two sides to it. Yeah. Uh, so. but what bothers me though is I I think see and this is why I don't go on Facebook. I don't want to see this yeah. because in my my view of reality, these people are wanting to destroy the country. Yeah. It's just like you know. What's going on with the immigration, you know, migration crisis, quote-unquote, in Europe? Europe's destroyed. Oh, it's for, they've, they've lost their culture. It's over with. Yeah. It's over yeah. with. It's, uh, you know, it's past, you know, it's at the yep. tipping, tipping point where it really can't go back. Yep. But I don't know. Maybe it's the foil hat I wear. But I can't help but think there's got, there's a conspiracy because there's a consistency. Yeah, the pattern. Uh, the pattern is so strong. It's hard to turn a blind eye to. You can't just say that there's definitely not one anymore. I used to be. I used to be really, really skeptical of conspiracies. Oh, eh, come on! But you know what? I'm not so skeptical as I used to be. I'll, I'll just put it to you that way, where I feel on what you just. Yeah. Said. Yeah. Something yeah. Well, I mean, people have to be taking their orders from somebody. Who is it that's telling Angela Merkel? To sell the farm, she's selling. Unbelievable what she's doing, completely. And what's even amazing is she keeps getting reelected, though. 
I, I don't understand. I mean, maybe, maybe you know what's going on. Maybe you know what this is. What maybe this is what worries me about America, because in Germany, they let the, they opened up the floodgates and let anybody come in, right? So then they gave them then they gave them the right to vote. So they're using that democracy against the exist the, the the previous culture. That's exactly what they're doing. Absolutely, and you know what? It should be no surprise to anybody because that's exactly what they have said that they would do. Mm -hmm. And we have a document that was discovered, you know, during the Holy Land Foundation trial, where the Muslim Brotherhood outlines their plans yep. for North America. You know, obviously this is already going on in Europe, and you can't tell anybody. Well, look at Europe. We don't want the same thing to happen. But you know, something kind of similar happened in South Africa too. Um, you know, it wasn't just ending apartheid; it was it was a very violent right. end to apartheid, and it was replacing one form of racism with another form of racism. And I think a lot of the same characters, or the you know, same ideologies, were behind that too. And mm -hmm. um, it's so it's. I hate to say communist because then I sound like a freak, <laughs> but they didn't go away. And cultural Marxism is alive and well and it's with us. And it's People better start paying attention. I know that much. It's, it's, it's getting... You know, this is crazy to say this. It's like, you're a little bit older than me. Um, I think you got me by a couple of years. I'll be 52 next month. Oh, yeah. Um, I got four years on you. <laughs> yeah, that's not much. We're still from the same same neck of the woods yeah. as far as that time goes. Um, and this is like you know I you know when I tell people, and this is sad, but it's just so true. The clock's ticking for me. Um, I don't have any kind of terminal disease, nothing like that. But you know, if I got twenty, thirty years, I'll be happy. If I can get uh -huh. in, if I can get into my eighties, that'd be wonderful. But I feel really, really, really scared and worried for kids being born into the world now or somebody 15 14 years yeah. old and younger because I'm, 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 I'm afraid what's going to happen in 20 or 30 years from now oh yeah yeah I mean I look at my son my son is 21 mm -hmm. and well you know he was born a pariah because he's a white male so that makes him guilty of everything <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's like I'll be, I'll, I'll be damned if I'm going to see that put on him. And I know, I know white people who will go on and on about how horrible white people are and how you know we've created all these horrible things and and um, we created racism, blah blah blah. And and to them, there's no such thing. I, I mean, I think MTV even said uh, a person of color can't be racist. Oh. Well, you know, you know, here's the thing about that, though, and this is what you got to think about, because uh, I've had that same argument put towards me in um, mm -hmm. Facebook debates by an African American, by multiple African Americans, and some of them will use that card, but but all you have to do to flip that is take the word racism out of it and call them a bigot, because racism by definition is what they're trying to say by definition. They can't be because they don't have the population numbers. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's the oh, catch. Good point. That's yes. the catch. Yes. So I squash that and I flip it and say, all right, so I take that word racism and I just say, but you can damn sure be a freaking bigot. Yeah. 
Yeah. And there you go. That's how you get around that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, <laughs> you just gotta be. You gotta. You just gotta. You know, use your words correctly um, in these debates. And here's the thing about. You know, this is one thing that really gets me. Like the whole Colin Kaepernick thing, where where he's kneeling, and now it's spreading. Now I'm seeing videos of nine and ten year old kids on the football team in like Pop Warner's league that are kneeling door. You know, so it's spreading like cancer. My thing is, like, I get the argument that because I I'm very vocal about it. I think it's disgusting. I was on the Tommy yeah. Lauren. I was on the Tommy Lauren show uh, when she was over with the Blaze, and uh, oh. and. I voiced my opinion on there, and I got a lot. Of course, I got a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of support, but I also got a lot of hate, um, saying that um, you know I must be a racist. Blah blah blah. My thing is this: I will, I will, I will stand and march alongside any African American and protest real racism. I'll do that because yes. because oh, it damn sure yeah. exists, and I know you will. I can. I, I know your character. I know you would too. I will also. March in front of a police station if that police station is known to be or have someone or persons on that force that are aggressive and or, and, they, and, they, and they conduct police brutality. I'll, I'll march in front of that police station. Yeah. But I have to have a target. This whole systemic racism bullshit, I don't buy it. I want to know who it is. You can't just paint with a broad brush and say systemic racism. I want to know well, who the corporation is. What corporation's racist? Who, who the CEOs that are running that corporation? What do they do to be racist? And if you can sell me on that, well, then I'll stand shoulder to shoulder with any minority and, and protest and march in front of that business. But until you Absolutely. can do that, I don't want to hear it. Absolutely, yes. Yeah, it, it kind of, you know, to some extent, it reminds me a little bit of. Um, the feminist movement, <laughs> which I'm definitely not a part of, uh, because, you know, or, or the Southern Poverty Law Center started yeah. up, great organization. It was needed. It was necessary. It was going after groups like the Ku Klux Klan. Sure. And, and when things get better, the, um, the activists don't seem to get the memo. Mm-hmm. And... When they don't have anything to protest anymore, then they start looking for stuff. Yep. Yep. And so, like to me, you know, feminists. Okay, we got the vote. You know, things things aren't perfect, but they're they're a heck of a lot better. And now all you're doing is just you know bashing men. And the craziest thing of all is <laughs> to to be so ignorant. Oh my God. And so naive that you could be led by Linda Sarsour, who represents the most oppressive ideology on the planet. It's really unbelievable, the hypocrisy. It's, it's, it's like a joke. It's, it's like I'm on, like a I'm on SpongeBob and it's opposite day. Yep. You know, you mentioned something before, um, how you, how, Remember when I asked you how you coexist out there, and, and you said that uh, you love you love the arts, you love the theater. That's a problem. Not theater so much. But oh, I'm sorry. The other arts. I'm I sorry. teach that, but oh, I see what you're saying. It's probably my least favorite performing arts. Gotcha. I run. I run. My friends and musicians. I run into the same struggle, even though I don't live anywhere near the the west side, the west coast. 
But I love movies. I love, I love the acting. I, I'm not an actor, but I love. I appreciate great actors, great acting. It's a, it's a, it's a really, really hard thing. First of all, people don't realize how hard it is. Um, but, but, but I really love. I like musicals. I love movies. I do like plays and theater. I love it, man. I love to go to the movies. I love the whole environment of going to a theater. I love great plots and movies and writing, and, and I really get into it. So I, I really can't stand when an actor wrecks it all, when they inject their political ideology and they try to force it on the viewers. It just oh, yeah. so I have to like I decided not too long ago. I just I got to give it a pass and just and just separate the two. Because I don't want to yeah. give up. Because I don't want to give up what I love doing so much with the movies. No, you don't. You don't. Although sometimes, you know, something will taint your your image yeah. of somebody. Um, but you know, right after Meryl Streep said what she did, oh, well, she, you know, she has every right to to dislike Donald Trump. Sure. Um, I'm not even going to say that it's wrong to use your your status as a celebrity to. You know, say things because I certainly done that. But what she was saying was so ill-informed. Yeah. And and yet, you know, I saw. Um, oh, my mind's blanking. Florence, uh, what's the movie that she um, was nominated oh. for? Oh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Florence Jenkins. Um, right. Florence Foster Jenkins. Anyway, brilliant, brilliant. I saw her. The next day, I'm like, you know, I, I can't hold it against her. And, and I also understand it, too, because I teach acting. Acting encourages emotion. Mm -hmm. And, and you know, there, there is a tendency for actors to exercise their emotions more than their logic. Because it keeps their instrument tuned. Um, and Why there's also unfortunate... <laughs> As long as they're not hypocritical, I do take issue. I do take issue when somebody like Leonardo DiCaprio, who I also huge fan of his, love his work, mm -hmm. but he can't yell at me in, in America about the environment and then fly his personal jets across the, the Rocky Mountains oh, and take right. his, and take his yacht out every weekend or whatever. Um, right. You know, so that's the hypocrisy that, that I have a trouble getting 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 past. Same here, or or this. Let's embrace the migrants. How could we be bigoted? Coming from people who will never have their children beaten up at school for bringing a ham sandwich. Yeah. They will never have. You know, they don't have to deal with this. Hey, Clooney, you, you want to welcome these people in? Put them in your home. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding, man. Yeah, you, know, you know, all of these people. I mean, I before. I got so political. I used to listen to Barbara Streisand, oh. and my my sister had a wonderful um, explanation. She said, "You know, I think that just people get so rich that it kind of makes them crazy, and they feel guilty about being so rich, so they want to do things for the little guy." But when it all comes right down to it, they don't want to do those things with their money. That's yeah. <laughs> a great money. point. Yeah, good point. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. So we'll talk about hypocrisy. Yeah, very much. Unbelievable. And and a lot of it is just virtue signaling. Right. It's you know somebody will say to me, well, you know, you don't like such and such. Be I, Robbie Hurst, cousin Oliver, says to me, 
Soledad O'Brien, she used to follow me on Twitter, and uh-huh. every, almost, if not 100%, 98% of her tweets on Twitter was Rachel. It was, it was she's ate up with the race thing, and um, it's just unbelievable. So I, I had made a comment on one of her tweets, um, not directly to her, but somebody that was involved in that in, that in particular Twitter thread. And just you know, they talked about uh, about the um, black on black crime and and um, yeah one of the one of the persons came at me and said that oh it was oh you know what it was it was actually the video of the little ten eleven year old football players that were kneeling taken after Kaepernick kneeling during the national anthem and one of her followers came at me and said she's more worried about. Um, those kids on that football field, um, African American kids, taking knees. She's more worried about them getting killed. And so I had responded. I said, "Well, the likelihood of them getting killed by another black person is a lot higher than it yeah, is yeah. to be get killed yeah. by anybody else." So, oh, you, you know, that didn't set well with Miss O'Brien. Um, so I, I was, I was, no, un- I was unfollowed you. immediately. <laughs> she unfollowed me. You presented facts. Yes, that's my you. point. You know, you know, there's something that Ben Shapiro says that I love. Facts uh, don't care about your feelings. Ah, uh, yeah. I love it. Yeah. It's so true. Yeah, and, and, but, but when we have news, uh, organizations, you know, I mean, they, we have fake news. Yeah. Or we have news where something is speculated, and I, I'm living proof of that. I recall almost a year ago this big story going around that I had been fired. Oh, I know. Well, you, well, you came on my show. Oh, we, yeah. You came on my podcast, and we corrected the record on that. Yeah. Um, because yeah, yeah, you were, but, you, I mean, and then everybody was, wanted to start smearing you, and it got crazy. And back, gosh, you know, I remember a day when. In the first place, somebody couldn't run with a story like that without having more proof, you know. Right, you're right. would have cared. And in the second place, any decent journalist would have called the station to see if it's true. Check your sources. And in this case, they would have found out, no, it's not true. Yep. When you didn't get fired, you... We have such a, a low standard of reporting that, I'm sorry... I don't believe that Charlottesville was a white supremacist event. I think there might have been some rednecks. I think I don't think that there are enough white supremacists in this country to be a danger at all. You know what happens with that? I'll tell you what happens with that. When you have people like George Soros... Um, there you go. <laughs> you you got people with a lot of money that pays people to come to these functions and raise hell, and they can mask whoever they want to mask. They can be they can be whoever they want to be. They're getting paid. 
Exactly. And there you go. And that's that's what a lot of this stuff is. Exactly. And then when that thing happens, like, God, this just stinks. Yep. Of an organized, Absolutely. staged maneuver. Absolutely. Remember when Donald Trump was running for president? Everybody was saying how how redneck and dangerous his rallies were. It was the Bernie. It was the Bernie Sanders people that were were the violent ones. Yes, it wasn't absolutely. Trump people. Yeah, there was one incident where there was a Trump guy that, that sucker punched an African American. You know that, that that happens. You know, and when you're talking about thousands and thousands of people and all these different stops, you're gonna get you're gonna get a couple bad apples in there. Yeah. But the average yeah. numbers of those violent fights and protests were Bernie Sanders people. It was not Donald Trump's people. No. No, I and you know whenever I see you know, people protesting in the streets, it's like, um, you know, people on the right don't do that because they tend to be a little older and a little wiser, and they really don't want to go out and get hurt. <laughs> and a lot of them are working. <laughs> a lot of them. <laughs> a lot of them have jobs. I mean, I I don't want to sound like you know right, an idiot, they don't have time to protest. They don't have time. They're they're raising families or they're. You know, they're they're studying, they're in school, they're working, they're doing whatever. It's just, um, most of these real crazy riots are millennials. They're yeah. they're young and they're and here's here's another thing. These millennials that are coming out and this there's an indoctrination going on in this country. Oh, absolutely! It happens. Like silver ponytailed. Um, college professors who should yes. have probably gotten jail time but they got tenure instead yes and it starts right around seniors in high school and they get into college and you know you remember when your brain was like when you were 18 i know what mine was Absolutely. like very very easily molded easily yeah. you know and these college these liberal college professors get a hold of these 18 year olds and just cram their ideology down their throats and in four years, when they graduate college, th there you go. Now you got another, basically a brainwashed liberal. Yeah, and who, for whom normal logic doesn't work because they've learned this pretzel logic in, you know, in college. Yep. Uh, yeah, it, it's, it's, and that's why, that's why I, I you know, I use the C word, you know, communism, because it didn't go away. It's cultural Marxism. There is an agenda behind it. Um, yeah, I wouldn't call George Soros a communist so much as just a collectivist and a globalist. There are many different, you know, people or, you know, ideologies that are part of the agenda, but the goal is to destroy America and to destroy the whole idea that people should be free and responsible for themselves. Yeah, the, the, the capitalism is, is under attack. Um, it's, 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 it's just... And, and these people would cry. I, as a friend of mine who's from Romania said, what about the, Bernie? Sanders um, supporters. She said, what are they talking about? <laughs> they will cry like babies if they have to live with socialism. Look at Venezuela. They cry. <laughs> yeah, your, your friend from Romania is like living proof. She can tell anybody that, that socialism yeah. is, is... has it, has it, I can count on one hand, on maybe three fingers, how many countries have successfully implemented socialism um 
and look at all the countries that failed. Well, yeah, I mean, Venezuela and, and, and the countries that Greece. Bernie says, I, I couldn't believe he was getting away with that. Going, well, look at the, 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 you know, the Scandinavian countries are, what? They're imploding. Really are. They really are. But again, it, it gets back to the 18-year-old mind. It gets back to the 18, 19-year-old that just bought into it. They bought into Bernie's speech. Well, right, line just like... You know, you go through, um, you get to be of college age, and you know, suddenly your parents are really stupid, and they don't know anything, and, and you know, you throw away everything. You, mm-hmm. Oh, my country's stupid. My country's bad. Ooh, communism, that's interesting. Uh-huh. You know, why hasn't that been given a fair chance? And, and you do all this stuff, and everybody pretty much, you know, to some extent or another becomes liberal. Yeah, and nobody but, wants to do the research. grow up. Nobody wants to research the Soviet Union under socialism, under under their communism, all the bread lines. I remember when, when I was a kid. Remember when we were kids? Remember the nuclear yes. drills we had to do under our school desks? And, oh, yeah. and And then you had the bread lines in Moscow, Russia, where people were lined up for miles just to get a loaf of bread. Um, yeah. You know? These people don't research that, though, these days. They don't research how things could be. No. No, they, nope. they, they choose how they'd like them to be. It's like, exactly. yeah, you know, socialism, communism works great, but only in countries where unicorns poop ice cream. <laughs> exactly. You know, it's, it's, it's a fantasy. All right, so one thing I want to talk about where I'm going to beat up the Republicans a little bit because I'm not happy with all the Republicans. Okay, yeah. I'm not well, happy. I, I'm not a Republican. Oh, I know so you're I not. Take offense. Oh, I'm not either. I'm, I'm, I'm an independent. I, I've got out. I've, I've no longer... Consider a Republican. Yeah, good. Uh, Hooray for party poopers. You know, I'm exactly, I'm exactly. <laughs> so I want to talk about Obamacare and the and the GOP plan, the, the Graham Cassidy plan. So that's the that's the latest one they pulled out of their butts. Um, look, Obamacare. I didn't like it. I don't like government telling people they have to buy anything, as far as insurance goes. Yeah. Um, I have issues with you know penalizing. Americans for not signing up for it, and then and then tripling those penalties and quadrupling those penalties the next year if you don't sign up for Obamacare. So I had a lot of problems with Obamacare, but the Republicans had eight freaking years, eight years to fix this, to come up with something that was clearly better, and they've kicked the can down the road and they haven't done squat. And these last two plans that they tried to get passed. Look, and, and here, and my thing about John McCain, John McCain, John McCain, I, I don't know what, this, this guy went off the rails. He went off the rails, but I, ironically, I'm glad he shot this one down. I just, I'm just, because this plan is going to make the Republicans lose control of everything if it, if it ever came into effect, because it's not better. It's not better. No, no. It's not. I know, and it really ticked me off that my my very um, liberal cousin said eight years they had to come up with something else. Well, eight years of complaining about Obamacare, and yet now that they have a chance to do something different, they don't have anything. I guess it was all political, and I'm like, uh, okay, you're right. You can't. You, you, yeah, you, she is. It's, yeah. it's, it's a tough argument to try to, 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 to defend. Um, eight years to fix it, and they just haven't. It's just, it's just a fail, a big epic failure on the Republican side. And I'll tell you this: if the Republicans lose 
control of the Senate. President Trump's got some more worries on his hand. Um, it's going to be very interesting to see what the Democrats do with control. Because um, you know how bad they hate him now. Yeah, yeah. I'm very interested to see what happens. I'm very interested to see what happens. Ho hopefully the Republicans will hold on to control, but they may not. Yeah, I... Republicans are fighting him too. They are. Um, that doesn't, that's another yeah. disaster. They have control of everything, and they still can't get nothing done. No, because they're politicians. Term limits. We need term limits, Susan. Uh, oh, uh, you know that's one of the things <laughs> I want the most. One of the things that Trump yes. said he would do. Yeah, that's part of draining the swamp. Yeah. You know, and these people need to leave their position and go out in the real world and live with the laws. Yep. That. They were paid to pass. You know that's you know lobbying. I think lobbying should be illegal. Absolutely, you know, I agree too. We have the best laws money can buy. Totally agree. All right, kiddo. So we we tossed around the politics a whole bunch. <laughs> um, the listeners would probably get mad at me if we didn't get into Brady Bunch stuff a little bit. Um, and I did have you on right after Florence passed away, which is so sad because you know what? Right before she passed away, she looked great. She looked great. Oh, she was great. She was great. Yeah, I mean, there, there, was, there was a heart condition there. That, yeah. You know, it was under control. Um, and unfortunately, I, you know, her daughter and I kind of speculated it's possible that just because she's been so tough and so hearty and, and you know, such a strong life force that they that they kind of went, oh, it's Florence. She'll be okay. Oh, uh, you know, it could Send be. Send her home. Yeah. Yeah, and then, you know, she got home, so I'm not okay. Oh, and went hard. back in, and, you know, that was that. That's sad. Yeah, it, it is. It mm. is, although I think that she would prefer to go like that rather than to get sick, mm. get old. She never had to get old. How much was... You know, that was her way. How, <laughs> how much was she like the mom we all grew up watching on TV? So, except that she she was that mom, but blue. Mm. She was that mom, but she um she would crack dirty jokes. <laughs> let, That's great. Let you drink wine in the house. Oh, age, awesome. Let you smoke. <laughs> <laughs> so she was like even cooler than like than people thought. Right. So she was all that loving. All, you know, all that good, loving, you know, core principles of motherhood, that was all there, along with being really cool. Yeah, that's awesome. And that's man. a very hard thing to pull off, and she did it, and her four kids are proof of it. They're all great people. Oh, that's great, man. And, and speaking of, uh, I'm going to turn this a little bit political, though, because there's a point that I wanted to make, yeah. which is, um, I, you know, I, I know... That the country is full of people with common sense, and and um, now and then I'll do an autograph show. In fact, I'm going to be in Knoxville for a fanboy um, really fest. Yeah, in uh, um, the first week of the sixth through ninth of October. I guess that's the weekend. I, I should know my facts before spewing about it. But my point is that so many people come up to me and they go, they just don't make shows like that. And I'm thinking, I try not to get on my soapbox. Sometimes I do. Um, well, yeah, they're not supposed to make shows like that. 
because it's just not according to the cultural Marxist agenda. Mm -hmm. And I had one of the top producers tell me, and he's not, he's definitely not on the right. If anything, I'm sure he's a liberal. Um, but I said, I said to him years ago, why, why isn't there a show that I can sit down with my, my son and watch it? We can both watch it. Maybe I get a tip or two on parenting. And he said, oh, that's, that's against formula. Um, I've been told the parents need to either be gone or stupid. And he said, I choose to have the parents gone um, or just, you know, not a part of, of my shows because I really don't want to write stupid parents. Wow. That's sad. The whole thing is the kids should be in charge. So, yeah, don't instill any respect for elders. Jeez. That's yeah. sad. That's sad. What about um? It is. What about um? Have you heard from anybody else? Any other Brady gang since uh since Lawrence Henderson passed? Well, well, I never do one of these autograph things um without another Brady. So um, the fanboy will um be with me and Mike and Barry Williams. Um, we all. With the exception of Eve, got together for Florence's memorial, which was in um, January. Okay. And um, and Eve is on the East Coast and c couldn't make it out. Um, we we tend to see each other for things like that. Sure. <laughs> it used to be weddings. Now it's going to be funerals. Um, wow. But we do keep in touch. So yeah, we'll email. Um, I think I'm probably closest with Mike looking around. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he sent me a picture the other day of his. He, he's, he's the animal whisperer. And he knows I'm Ellie Mae Clampett. And um, he's got this cat that was feral. And she's just, you know, she's just a little angel in his arms. So he sent me a picture of, of her, you know, just looking up at him adoringly. Oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, me and you have that in common. We're both, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a real animal lover, too. Always have uh, been. Always have been. Yeah, uh, me too. I was born that way. <laughs> yep, that's awesome, man. You know what? I might actually try to come up to that Knoxville showing because I'm not that far. I live in Mississippi. Oh. I live in Mississippi, which is not too far from Tennessee. So. Possibly. Oh, great! Well, you know, this is um, this is one that I'm actually looking forward to going to because I have to admit they're not my favorite things. But um, <laughs> uh, my friend, my my dear dear friend, and and I consider her a sibling, Cherie Curry, lead singer of the Runaways, um, oh. will be there. Okay. And she will be demonstrating her chainsaw sculpture. Wow. It's awesome. going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. And so is this podcast. And I really appreciate you coming on. We talked about, we covered a lot of stuff. Um, before always I let you go, fun, always fun, man. Yeah, I, I enjoy having you on. Um, and we, we'll do it again soon. But before I let you go, um, is there any any final thoughts? Is there any websites you want to plug? Any projects you work? What about your candy line? You still have a candy line going? Things like that? Yeah, I do. I'm actually I'm, I'm looking towards possibly writing a book. Oh. Um, at this point, um, and I, I just said I'm not going to get political publicly until I have an actual platform. Mm -hmm. 
So I'm still kind of open to that. <laughs> so if I'm getting a paycheck for it, I'll start. I'll blame you, man. Bouncing off again. Yeah. But it's not worth it, you know, right now. Because what they'll do is cut you off at the knees and you won't be able to make a living doing other things. Right. I totally make sense. Yeah, but I finally got, you know, I finally got sensible. My sister kept yelling at me. goes, Susan, stop it. Just stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Well, oh, well. It's hard to do it, but sometimes you just gotta cut the spigot off, and that's it. Just walk for a while. Well, yeah, and, and I don't want to be somebody who says, "Well, I can't talk about that because it's too dangerous." Because you know that's why bad things happen. But just you know. Now, will the book you want? will come a time again. Sure, it will. The book you're thinking about writing will that be a book on your life? Is it gonna be like yeah. a biography type thing? Oh, great. Yeah, that's yeah, a, a memoir of sorts. Absolutely, that, that's going to be a good read. I think a lot of people would be interested in that. I hope so. I, I had difficulty. I, I tried to do it before, and um, it's kind of a hard sell because I don't have a victim story. And um, I, I may, I may go about it in a kind of different way, um, rather than just a straight memoir. You know, James Woods is a victim. He's one of the. He's one of the he says he'll never work again. Exactly. He's one of the greatest actors. That guy is a phenomenal actor. He is ridiculously good. good. He is. Goosebump good. Yes. He's one of the best actors I've ever seen. And I just. I follow. He follows me on Twitter. I follow him on Twitter. And he talked about he's glad that he invested well. He was talking about yeah. how happy. He's very, very great, grateful that he invested in stocks and bonds because he can't find work because of his political ideology. Absolutely, yeah. You know? Yeah. So I know. I, you know, I have a friend, young man, young, talented, very promising young man who is scared to death or was scared to death that um, because he works for a big production company. Very afraid that somebody would find out that he voted for Trump. And he would be fired. They'd find some reason to fire him. It's unbelievable. It's like how homosexuals, the gay people, had to be in the closet. Yes. You know, it's almost getting like that <laughs> just to be a, a conservative actor. You have to be in the closet about it these days. Oh, you know? yeah. Yeah, there's, you know, there's a secret uh, club Unrest. for us. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. All right, Susan, like, I really appreciate this. It's uh, it's 9 o'clock here, so I might, you know what, I'm probably going to stream this tomorrow so it's earlier, okay. so we'll get more listens. We do it earlier in the day. Um, Great. I'll stream it if you don't mind. Share it on your stuff. On all your Please, stuff. yes. Uh, I'd like to have something to post. Absolutely yeah. will. I really appreciate you, and let's get you back on soon. Oh, great. Thank you. Always a pleasure.